0: Across the city and South Cambridgeshire.
1: Cambridge 105 Radio.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's From the Pavilion podcast. Thank you very much for downloading and listening in. Evening Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad Ollie, how are you? Good, thank you. It was the uh, longest day of the year yesterday, which is quite depressing in that it's going to get darker now. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, earlier, every evening now until uh, until the winter solstice, which is pretty depressing, but it means summer started, so that's a good thing. Anyway, we're going to make this really quick because England are playing Czech Republic this evening. We're recording this at Tuesday. It's about quarter past seven. Nathan's got to get to a pub, and I've got to drive home about 30 minutes away. Where are you watching it, Nathan? I'm uh, going to watch it in the brew house in town. I've got my, got my Czech, you can't see it, but
3: got my Czech Republic jersey on, all ready to go.
2: Oh, God, I just assumed that was like, well, I, I didn't even think. I just thought it was Poland or something. You just... Nah. No, nah, I promise I'm not just I'm not one of those it's people terrible. who went out and bought the jersey just because they're
3: playing against England. I,
2: Why has it got the tag in it still then?
3: <laughs> no, nah, I was on I was on a holiday in Prague a few years ago and picked it out because it looked it looked good. And uh, three four years later, here we are. It's come in very handy.
2: I would say you're brave walking into a pub with that on. But to be honest, Cambridge is a very multicultural place, and I'm sure there's lots of Czech supporters uh, in and around town. I'm sure they'll be uh, in the pubs as well. So uh, you probably won't be alone enjoy the match
3: yeah looking forward to meeting them
2: <laughs> yeah and uh sharing a drink because you're not showing i keep saying sharing a drink because you can't share a drink can you Probably at any time let alone during covid having a drink uh, between the uh, however many there are in the pub anyway that's uh the intro done very short very sweet hope you enjoy this week's podcast thank you very much for downloading from the pavilion on cambridge 105 radio Hello, good evening, and welcome along to From the Pavilion. My name is Ollie Sack. Alongside me is Nathan Johns, and this is your home of cricket here in Cambridgeshire, the local cricket show where we we'll ran up all of the action from around the county. We'll be joined later on by Guy Enyu from Linton Village. We'll also be hearing from John Welch of Old Legion's Cricket Club all about the cricket draft, a new fantasy cricket game he has co founded. As ever, we'll round up the local action in the East Anglian Premier League and the Camden Hunt Premier Leagues, as well as bringing you the latest from Cambridgeshire's men's and women's teams and the Cambridge Unisides too. We'll also continue with round one of the FTP quiz cup very shortly and Guy will also be asking us his big question later on in the programme. If you want to contribute to the show, you can do at ftp cricket 105 both on Twitter and Facebook. You can get in touch. We're live in the studio, socially distanced as ever, 07919 070 490, the number to text. You can email studio at (laughs) cambridge105.co.uk. Thank you very much for tuning in and also if you're listening on the podcast, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also the Cambridge 105 radio website. As I said, alongside me is Nathan Johns. Evening, Nathan. Evening, Ollie. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, very well. Can't complain. Good, good. It's uh, I, Well, we said in the weather the sun was coming out and literally, as we just said, that, it just starts to be appearing. But you've been at Venice today. Has it been... Nice is always nice at Fenner's, isn't it? Yeah,
3: you can't complain. It's always nice down there. Yeah, the Uni team are playing their first 3-day uh, game of the season, so they're just in the evening session now. Really, first evening,
2: first 3-day game of the season already? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, they've got I think one this week, one next week, and then they've got the the four-day game against Oxford in the first week of July, so they've got those those three games to wrap up the season.
2: Of course, cool. so before now it's been what all limited overs, is it?
3: Yeah, all limited overs. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a break after the Lord's game last month as some guys did some exams, but now we're we're really into the multi-day stuff.
2: Did you see? Uh, I, I hate talking about this because it's been all over the sort of the local news from a cricket point of view. But did you see poor old Buckton tees on the on the weekend? I don't really want to talk about it. Part of the sort of the second team union, but um, yeah, just think, people who weren't you aware. Ha-
3: you have to talk about it though, don't you?
2: Well, it's sort of slot marginally out of our catchment, but yeah, you know, we'll discuss it anyway. So Falcon eleven CC scored two hundred and sixty for six or forty overs. Good effort, that. Yeah, <laughs> Buckton's. Uh, Buckton's reply was two all out <laughs> off eight point three overs. Now, I find it amazing not from the fact that Buckton, well, we're all out for two, but how can you only concede two runs in an inning? Surely, like with buys and I tell you what, yeah, good effort with and, the extras. Yeah, from the bowlers. That's, in, that's a, well, well, speaking of. I've got the scorecard in front of me here. Amandeep Singh, four overs, no
3: runs, six wickets.
2: That's a good Aww. good economy, that. <laughs> He's done his average a world of good as well. He's, done his average. <laughs> He's won the bowling averages already in June. Anyway, right, let's crack on with this week's quiz. Because after this evening, we've reached the, the halfway point of round one. And last week, Scott Walton of Needingworth defeated Saffron Walden's Henry Rodder and now it's time for the matchup number four as Cambridge NCI take on Wisbeach Town delighted fingers crossed as ever to welcome on Mike Saul from Cambridge NCI and Willow from Wisbeach, better known as James Williams evening chaps evening how, evening how you you do- oh that's music to my ears hearing both of your voices how are you doing Willow yeah I'm very
4: well thank you thanks for having us on again
2: no worries it's been a while isn't it I think since you've been on but last time you competed in a quiz you got through to the who's the biggest badger final Sam Rippington which we never actually completed in the end
4: we didn't but yeah but Rips Rips bottled it because he knew that I beat him so
2: um, so yeah Mike how are you Yeah, I'm alright thank you yeah very good 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 what's your what's your sort of quizzing reputation like at Cambridge NCI
5: my quizzing reputation is uh, is so minimal it's ridiculous <laughs>
2: Oh. Willow, you're out and about this evening, aren't you? You're at the ground at Whiz Beach?
4: Yeah, ground tonight. Uh, little in, into club training session. So, uh, quick quick chat on the radio and then try and find some form and remember how to score some runs.
2: <laughs> I think, think that's Willow's cue for Ollie. Please get on with it. So, we will do. We will do. <laughs>
4: no, not at all, mate. Not at
2: all. <laughs> the format, I'll explain the format for those who are new listeners, don't know, and for yourselves as well. So, the format is as follows. You'll be competing against each other and I will give you six possible answers to a question now the player guessing first takes a guess and if they are right they will then get the point if they don't play them passes across to your opponent if they get it wrong play then returns to your opponent until there is one answer left to decide who's going first, who, take, who takes control of the first question, I will ask a, a separate question where the closest answer will win. For example, how many runners Alistair Cook scored? If one of you said 10,000, the other of you said 100, obviously the person who scored 10,000, who said 10,000, would, it, would t- take control of the game. Does that make sense, Mike and Willow? Yep. Yep. think so. Good, good, good. <laughs> it'll all become clear, it'll all become clear. Right, let's start with the toss then. And uh, as I said, we need a number for this answer. So, Virat Kohli spent the longest amount of time at the crease in India's first innings against New Zealand in the Test World Championship final. But how long in minutes did he spend at the crease? Now, just to provide a bit of context, Rahane was second longest with 190 minutes. So how many minutes did Virat Kohli stay at the crease? Mike, we'll go to you first. <sighs> um... 236. 236. Willow, what about you? What do you reckon? 257. 257. I can tell you the correct answer was 196. So only six (laughs) minutes longer than Rahane. So Mike takes control of the game. Are you ready, Mike, for the first question? Yep. So question one is who top scored for England in their solo test match with India? Was it Tammy Beaumont? Heather Knight, Nat Siver, Amy Jones, Sophia Dunkley, or Anya Shrubsol. Who are you going for? Uh, I'll go for Tammy Beaumont. You going with going with Tammy Beaumont? <laughs> Unlucky Mike. Passes oh. over to Willow. What do you reckon, Willow? Uh, Heather Knight. You going with Heather Knight? A point on the board. Willow's one nil up and, crucially, play passes to Mr. James Williams. You ready for the second question, Willow? Yeah. Which bowler took a hat-trick in the second test match between West Indies and South Africa? Was it Kegisa Rabada, Lunga Ngidi, Norkia? I can't pronounce his first name.
3: Einrich,
2: isn't it? <laughs> What's that? Einrich, isn't it? Einrich. We'll go with Einrich Norkia. Wayamolda, Keshaf Maharaj or Keegan Peterson? What are you going with, Willow? Ishav Maharaj. You go, Mr. Maharaj. Final answer. And it's 2 0. <laughs> it's 2 0. Bit of pressure on this one, Mike. Question three. The 2021 PSL, Pakistan Super League, is now into the playoff stages of the competition. But who finished top of the league table? Was it Islamabad United, Moulton Sultans, Peshawar Zalmi, Karachi Kings, Lahore Kalanders, or Quetta Gladiators? Apologies to any Pakistani listeners if I've got the pronunciations horribly wrong there. What do you reckon, Mike? Absolutely no idea, but I'll go with Islamabad United. You go with Islamabad United. He's pulled it back. 2-1. 2-1. Willow, question four. If you get this, you are through. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah, go for it. Which of these T20 Blast matches ended in a tie on Sunday? Was it Durham versus Birmingham, Lancashire Knots, North Hance, Leicestershire Yorkshire Derbyshire Gloucestershire Hants, or Kent Essex Lancashire Knots was it Lancashire Knots it was well done Willow well done winner <laughs> 3-1 and through to the quarterfinals how do you feel oh ecstatic
4: <laughs> I'm glad that i my uh, revision worked for once in my life. It never worked when I was younger, but glad that it's worked now.
2: <laughs> well done, mate. You can enjoy your match this evening, knowing you're through to the next round.
4: Lovely. Thanks very much.
2: Cheers, Willow.
5: Cheers, guys. Thanks very much,
2: Mike. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. How do you feel? I'm, 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 um,
5: I'm less than gutted, but I'm disappointed.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: it, it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah my, my lack of revision definitely, um, definitely. Um, Came
2: home to roost. To fair, you plucked the Pakistan Super League question. Out back. That was a good answer.
0: It was a good answer.
2: Thanks for focusing on the positives. That's right. Nathan Forts? Could Opposite of last week, wasn't it? I think last week we rattled through the questions. Everyone
3: got the first one right. But yet again, that question five has not come up. You've managed to get away with right. it.
2: And once again, you don't have to do that much work for next week I've as a result. much work, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do that much work. That's true, yeah. Uh, thanks, Nathan. But, uh, yeah, you are right. Nathan sort of saying that yeah, the standard guys probably wasn't as good as, uh, as last week, but... Oh, that's a bit harsh. I didn't quite put it that harshly, today. <laughs> James Williams is through. Mike, thanks very much for coming on. Really appreciate it anyway. It's a pleasure. Thanks a lot. All the best. Mike Saw there from Cambridge NCI. I won't be making it through to the quarterfinals. Whiz Beach Art and the man who did it was James Williams. It's a... Uh, Looking sort of tasty now, isn't it? The quarterfile lineup up Halfway through now, four to go.
3: Yeah, that went quickly, didn't it? Oh, loving it. Absolutely loving it there. I'm looking
2: forward to seeing what you come up with for next week. Thank you, thank you. And uh, hopefully your listeners at home are enjoying it as well. Let us know what you thought of the quiz, the questions at FTP Cricket 105. On Twitter and Facebook, after the break, we'll be hearing from John Welch from Old Leesians and uh, Nathan will be telling us about his fantasy cricket team that he's been busy picking uh, this afternoon. Cambridge 105 Radio From the Pavilion on Cambridge
3: 105 Radio. Welcome back to From the Pavilion. And now, if you've been fully engrossed in this year's T20 Blast like we have, then you will love our next guest. John Welch from Old and CC in Cambridge co-founded a new game called the Cricket Draft, which is being powered by Wisden and supported by the PCA also. If you fancy yourself as a tactical captain, master coach, or a head of selection, then this game just might be the perfect one for you.
0: So the Cricket Draft is is a fancy cricket platform that we've we've created uh, for this summer. Um, it's just it's just uh, started with the 2020 blast, and and so far it's gone really well. And we're we're hoping to do quite a few other tournaments through the year, including the hundred, which is coming up in a few weeks' time.
2: And effectively, the premise of it it's it's basically uh, your classic fantasy, almost like your fantasy football type thing, but with cricket. Because I suppose fantasy cricket hasn't been a hasn't been as prominent has it, as as fantasy football over the years.
0: No, I don't think so. I was a very keen player with um for the Daily Telegraph cricket, which happened probably for about twenty odd years. Actually, I used to do it through the paper and sort of tick your players off and send them off so it was, it was going quite a while back before pre-internet age um but that that stopped about three three years ago i think and so um it's left a massive void in my my rather sad social life so i have um yeah with a couple of business partners partners decided to to come up with something and we, we came up with a cricket draft over the last six or seven months and it's, it's exactly as you sort of I described it there it's um sort of, you know, fantasy cricket as the Telegraph was with the idea behind it, uh, mixed in with lots of other types of fantasy game with our own twists as well. So we sort of hopefully amalgamated lots of good ideas from various platforms, put them together in, and come up with a pretty good product. We're very happy with it anyway.
2: Yeah, and just give us a bit more info on that product then. So is it picking a 11 players? Is it, is it a squad? How would someone go about trying to form their fantasy team?
0: So it's a little bit different as far as that goes. Rather than just picking your 11 players, we've gone for a squad of 15. But actually, you have to have a squad of 15, but you can have more players than that. So as we know of cricket, especially with COVID at the moment, and people going off in bubbles for international tournaments, um, you need quite a lot of leeway as far as selecting your players because there's so much back and forth going out of squads and coming in squads and injuries and such like. So we've tried to, to make it where there's there's sort of, you obviously interact with the game, you you give it some time, you get to think about it. And if you really want to think about it, you get to think about it lots and lots and get to get really stuck into the statistics and all those aspects. But equally, if you, if you want to dip in and out of it a little bit, we've created game weeks where you can set your squads up, have, let's say, 15, 16, 17 players, and uh, and leave it for that for that week. See how they get on, and and then go back to it. And if players haven't quite made the cut, or they they um, have been selected for, for different tournaments and different squads, then those substitutes automatically come in, take their place, and uh, it keeps it going. Because uh, as we all know, we've all been, I'm sure, a lot of people who play fantasy sports have been involved in competitions where you you may forget one week, or or you haven't quite had the time to put into it that you wish to, and and sometimes that can be enough to just put you off for the for the rest of the, the tournament. So hopefully we've sort of tried to cover all those bases that it's it's got enough in it for, for your most sort of cricket-badgery type to, to really engage. But equally, um, if you're sort of new to the game or just want to have a little go at it and just experience uh, something slightly different and have a different fan interaction, it's easy enough to, to get
2: yourself involved. And why do it, John? Why put this fantasy game together Obviously, you said you're you're an avid fantasy sports fan yourself. Was it purely just from a passion point of view or or was there sort of a wider purpose?
0: Well, if my wife's listening, it was to try and create another financial platform for us to, you know, sort of benefit from. But actually, it really was just down to the fact that I wanted... uh, to, to get started it's, you know I'm a big believer that you you do without sounding too cheesy about it you live once and you need to sort of um, do as much of the, the, the things that make you passionate about and cricket is a huge passion of mine and I love as I say doing a fancy cricket in the past and it seemed like a, a really good opportunity to, to sort of delve into something that I'd be really interested in um, and, and give it a good go and if there are financial benefits to it along the way then fantastic but that really isn't the the main sort of part of it actually it really is just to, to you know also help the game of cricket you know, the county domestic game um, I'm, you know, I've been a, again, sort of a really keen supporter of Worcestershire Cricket Club since I was age sort of six, seven. I follow the county game closely. Quite a few people don't follow the county game closely. They're more sort of focused on the international side of things. And if we can give the county game a, a big boost from for more people checking scores and you know looking online at certain things and checking out players' profiles and all that kind of stuff, that's that can only benefit uh, the domestic game
2: itself. Yeah, I completely agree, John. And I, and I was really delighted and thrilled actually when I saw this before you even brought it to my attention that it's just a a celebration of of county cricket really because anything to do that makes me happy as a fan of of county cricket I wanted to to champion it another reason for doing it perhaps is trying to increase that connection with clubs to try and grow like you say that the county game to make it like I said a a celebration of the game because it sort of does feel I don't know about you but as a fan of the county game that it's slowly being sort of taken away from us a, a little bit at the minute
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I think the I think the county game sales are, are sort of really confident that they're they're sort of growing stronger. I think actually there are obviously elements of it with the the international contracts and the, the hundred becoming sort of more of a franchise situation I assume that they'll be they'll be you know sort of really wanting to, to fight their own corner of the county the county teams and the county domestic game. Um, and actually but they do know that they you know that's I mean I'm not sure the county game's been in a stronger position as far as depth and goes for a long, long time. So it's in a great position itself. And, and if as I say we can be be helpful in any shape, way well, or form to, to pull people to to watch the game more. And you know the other thing they've got going on at the moment is they've got their video links for each county game going on. So they've got the live links going on YouTube, which I know have been tremendously popular. So I think a lot of people within the county game will tell you that actually that it's in a good position at the moment and and all these other bits and pieces that sort of can um, can sort of reinvigorate it even more will be be only beneficial. So, you know, it's it's quite exciting, hopefully. And if we do see a, a county game that, you know, keeps providing fantastic international quality players and it keeps striving to get better and better, then that can only be a good thing for, for England and international cricket.
2: I guess the blast is a perfect platform to do that as well. It feels like it's moving into the <laughs> last of the twenty first century if you say the YouTube stream's online free for anyone to view, which makes it so accessible for for kids and also this game as well great for kids to get involved in
0: yeah absolutely that that's that's the other hope that you know sort of we're we're very much kind of like uh, as I said earlier trying to trying to make it as broader, a, a sort of dynamic people that we can do. And, you know, for kids, you know, let's say the casual observer, whatever it might be. So it, it, it's great. And I think, um, you know, I've got a couple of, of non-cricketing friends, shall we say, who who sort of dabble in it and enjoy watching a little bit, but certainly wouldn't involve themselves in the fancy game there. Um, they're going off and trying to find out, um, you know, sort of what your your kind of county scores are what the strike rates of players they've never even heard of up to three or four weeks ago. So if, again, if it can have that kind of effect on people where, where they are going away and looking at it, it, it can only be a good thing and it's it's good. And, it's, and the other great thing I hope anyway about the game is with the way that the, the county season structure and these torts structured, they actually only last sort of six, seven weeks. And then the blast goes on a little bit longer because there's a gap in between. But actually that's not too long a time to, to sort of, you know, focus on element and have some fun with it and we've also made it so that you, you win prizes from a, um, each and every game week um, so as I say if you, if you have missed uh, you know, one of the, the transfer windows you can go back into it and, and give it everything the week after so it just gives you a, a nice sort of ability to, to approach it in you know, your own individual way
2: Let's get into the nitty gritty then come on if anyone's listening and they're flicking through to try and pick their their squad for the upcoming fixtures then let's have a, a dabble into the stats who's the most expensive player you can pick John?
0: Well, another sort of nice feature of the game is the, the, the values of the player actually uh, change based on their form and and the sort of popularity of the player. So, for example, you could be, uh, I'm just trying to think of a couple of players like a Tom Banton, who who hasn't yet sort of uh, set the, the blast of the light, but we know is a phenomenally good player. His values have actually gone up um, because so many people are thinking along those lines. So it's, it's quite intuitive like that, and, and you know sort of adds an extra layer to it. So there's there's lots of lots of players firing at the moment. I think uh, Maris Lavashane the one who's who's scored the most points so far, um, and he was actually a very good good buyer. I think he originated at about one hundred and fifty four thousand uh, pounds, and he's now gone up to about one six seven. I think so. He's still a, a good value player, um, but there's there's a number of of, of young guys, George Garton, who's now obviously gone off to international duty, who's doing fantastically well. Um, and then there's a couple of the overseas players. Big Carlos Brathwaite has um, put in some really solid performance. We've had Liam Livingston um, at Lancashire, who again has gone to, to international duty now, doing beautifully. Parkinson from Lancashire, who just takes wickets week on you know, week on week, and yet hasn't quite made that international call-up. Um, and actually the spinners are the ones that are really, I think, really good value out there. They're the ones that seem to consistently pick up the wickets. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, there's some really exciting players to pick from.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. And I I love how intuitive it is. Like you say, it's great to see that change. And therefore, the people who really want to get stuck into it and be very sort of cricket badger-like, can be. And talking about the form aspect as well, Keaton Jennings leading the way on, on form at the minute, Jack leaning and Ryan Stevenson then beneath them. And then that's when you get into the of Ryan Stevenson, just £91,000. So that's where you start thinking, about, is it worth the buy and, and whether there'll be a dip in form at all? And also a cool feature is the points per game as well. So some players who've maybe only just come into the team and, and how their points stack up for the the number of games they've played as well. So yeah, really exciting. And like you said, Trying to work out which players will be heading off for international duty as well. It's uh, clearly something something for everyone. Do you have any any stats, John, on on which players been the most picked? Any any popular players or a particular team where they've had most players represented from?
0: Uh, the last time I looked, which was yesterday evening, Alex Hales was still the the top player. I think he had fifty three percent of of picks. Um, and again, it's not not considered quite yet for England um, for various reasons. But yeah, he was he was one of the top picks. But there's other than that, it's been it's been really good again. There's been a really broad range of sort of twenty to twenty five percent of people of teams picking lots of different players. Actually, um, Rashid Khan was was right up there, but he obviously has stayed in the Pakistan Premier League for the moment, so he hasn't quite made his bow in the Blast. Um, so yeah, and then the Lancashire Lightning, your usual sort of you know, sort of T twenty Blast and one day specialist teams um, that have performed brilliantly over the years have, have tended to have the majority of the picks like knots, uh, like Lancashire um, uh, Hampshire with James Vince and Mason Crane and such like in there you know the, the generally teams with really good spinners powerful top order and then a couple of all-rounders in the middle that are, that are sort of very powerful the ones that the team seems to do
2: really well It's an example as well John of embracing modern day cricket isn't it embracing T20 cricket how long do you think talking from a local point of view now do you think sort of clubs in Cambridge here and, and, and the Cam's League's can put T20 on, on the back burner because um, across the weekend obviously I don't know about you but ourselves we just play sort of the longer format 40-50 overs, 40-45 and really only touch on T20 in midweek and then that equates to something about five or six games a year it seems such a fundamental part of the game now T20 for players and, and fans do you think as sort of local clubs we have a responsibility to perhaps welcome T20 more at club level?
0: From looking from the outside in, it seems like, you know, the local governing bodies are trying to do the best they can to fit it into schedules that are very busy already and and sort of um, trying to squeeze in as many different competitions as they can. I guess it comes down to whether you can squeeze them in, um, what the availability is like is for clubs. The midweek structure, actually, from a 2020 perspective, I plan on a Wednesday evening is is good. You know, we're, we play off sort of running off nine yards, I think nine paces and the, the, the innings are about an hour, hour and five minutes long. And you're done and dusted in dusting in two hours, two and a half hours, which is, which is great as well. And you're squeezing an extra game of cricket in. So, you know, I, I, they're, they're trying their best. There's the national 2020 competition, obviously, as well. Um, so let's see if the 100 becomes the, the next sort of, you know, club game. And, and if it is, hopefully they jump on it very quickly. Don't leave it too long. And, and there's a, an opportunity to squeeze it into a long bank holiday weekend or something where we can have five or six clubs, of, you know, going down and, and playing in a really strong competition.
2: John thanks so much for your time it's been great to chat to you really looking forward to uh, getting stuck and myself and Nathan will be picking our sides and battling against each other what next will there be a, a Cambridgeshire cricket draft perhaps
0: <laughs> we'll see yeah um, lots of lots of opportunities as I say I'm not going to say never of anything so we'll see what happens but yeah um, obviously so many good players around as you know Ollie that would um, be lovely to see
2: yeah I don't think my value would be anything worth punting for John thanks for your time
0: no I appreciate that thank you very much Ollie Cambridge One
2: From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, really interesting chat that with John Welch from Old Leesians who has co-founded the new cricket draft game which has been taken up by Wisden and also in partnership with the PCA. What do you reckon your value would be, Nathan? My value? Oh, God, very low. (laughs) Definitely in the lower end of of the scale.
3: But it's interesting, actually, because um, through uni stuff, a couple couple of, like, second-team county guys who are in other unis we've played against are now starting to get... Like some blast games, okay. so we can we having actually played against these guys and seeing what they're doing. Really? we actually you could it's actually if I actually sat down and thought about it, I might be able to work it out and based on how many runs I scored against them, which was not a lot. Um, but I mean, just yeah, to give an example, I mean Joe Cracknell's been doing really well for Middlesex, and we he's he's at Durham, so we played against him, and he's got he's scored I think back to back fifties for Middlesex. So I mean, I put him in my in my team. Yeah. So you gotta you've got to try and grab some claim to fame, so I've put him in. Michael
2: Pepper as well, Essex, and obviously plays for Cambridgeshire when he's back down this way.
3: Yep, yeah, uh, we played against him
2: as well. We had a game against Essex 2s and uh, he whacked a ton
3: against us at Fenners. <laughs> big, yeah. big shock.
2: Uh, you can head over to fantasy.wisdom.com if you want to uh, select a team and uh, we'll all set up a league. I need to get onto this and, and select a team. Nathan informed me that the next game week doesn't start until Saturday so I've got a bit of time. But Nathan has been busy correcting a team. Have you gone for? Yeah.
3: yeah, well, I mentioned
2: Joe Cracknell there. I mean, he's been doing well, so I got him in, and he's quite young, so he's cheap. I
3: mean, I've also, I also went for like the patriotic angle and picked Paul Sterling, obviously, because <laughs> uh, how could you not? Although I vaguely remember th- seeing something that he was only signed for a few games, so I need yeah, to actually,
2: yeah. I need to actually check how many games he's got left. Because I think he now counts as an overseas. He which does, is, which he didn't before. Possibly Brexit, is it? Or no, it was when Ireland got full test status. Ah, I
3: see. That was the one. So um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, he the only Irishman not named Owen Morgan who's uh, who's who's playing, or at least international. Um, but yeah, even like you mentioned, guys like Owen Morgan. I mean, it's tough because you can't just pick loads of the England boys. Like yeah, it's you know, true. so I looked at the, I looked at the stats and Berstow Obviously, it's got loads of points, but you can't pick him because he's just been named in the England squad. So I I completely forgot when I was looking at this that the England squads have been picked. So you know, seeing guys like you know Berstow and Curran and etc. Who are doing really well, even even like someone like George Garden, he's done pretty well, hasn't he? He's, he's up there on the points list. It's tough because then they're all gone so you've got to, I mean it makes it cheaper that's one way of looking at it um all the more expensive players on the fantasy list are uh, are gone
2: yeah i am um, i did i did get to the point of naming my team i named it a very able 11 in uh, in reference to tom Abel, the captain of somerset but I like that. he's uh he's now gone and torn his hamstring <laughs> oh, of course he has so uh i sort of well take the blame for that tom so apologies tom and uh, of course wish you a speedy recovery Let's uh, let's move back to to local cricket, though, and uh, firstly talk about the East Anglian Premier League, because Sauson and Baberham have dropped to second in the table after suffering back-to-back defeats, the latest of those by 125 runs at home to Great Witchingham. Not even Ben Clivewood's three for fifty-four could prevent Great Witchingham from reaching the two fifty mark, but the host slipped to ninety-eight for six in reply, eventually being dismissed for. One, two, five. The local derby between Berwell and Exning and Cambridge ended in a draw. Batting first, Berwell and Exning reached 250 for nine of 64 overs. Four Berwell players dismissed in the 40s, sharing those runs around. In reply, Cambridge got to 176 for eight, holding out for the draw. Berwell's Jay Galani, which added to last week, put in another good performance with the ball. Figures of four, four, fifty, two. Saff and Walden were skittled for 71 in chase of Swarton's 191, one a win which takes the Norfolk side to the top of the table. It was a tough day for Walden. Though. Cameron Taylor's performance of 5 for 58 off 18 overs was one positive they can take. With regards to the, the league table, as I said, that defeat knocked Swarton and Abraham out of top spot, down to second. They trail Swarton by a narrow seven-point margin. Walden stay as they were in sixth. Three points ahead of Burnham, exiting in seventh. They move up one spot from last week. Cambridge complete the trio of local teams in around the middle of the table, sitting right behind them in eighth, with the gap being three points. There is also now a gap of 33 points between Cambridge and the bottom two, which is a little bit of a nice safety blanket. Next week, Sawson and Baberham travel to Dock and Old Itzwichian, looking to avoid their third straight loss. Saffron Walden make the trip to fourth place, Bury St Edmunds whilst are away to Great Wichingham. Cambridge, welcome second from bottom, Frinton-on-Sea. Now, Cambridge are also in action on Sunday in round three of Group 13 in the ECB National Club Championship against Peterborough Town. The winner of this will go through to the last 16, where they could then play any side in the country. But the Cambridge versus Peterborough rivalry again, so let's hear from Captain Lewis Hill ahead of the fixture.
4: We have been to this, this stage before as a club. I think it's not been... For a few years now, results for us in the last month have, have been good. Have been strong. Obviously, there's been quite a bit of cricket with cup games and T20 fixtures as well as the league. And I think the last four league games we've we've won two and drawn two. And you are know, unlucky not to win one of those draws. So yeah, the, the form is, has been good, and the general feel around the camp is is, is definitely um, much stronger than it was at the beginning of the season with all those rained-off games. So. Yeah, I think the, the lads are looking forward to getting out there at the weekend and playing a couple of games, and you know, specifically that that Sunday fixture.
2: Now, the premise of the early rounds of the competition is that it's all local, so you're up against Peterborough Town. Presumably, you guys, the two sides, know each other fairly well. I know you're playing obviously different leagues yourselves in the East Anglian Prem, Peterborough Town in the North Hans Prem, but I think there's probably a few crossovers with, with regards to players who play for Cambridgeshire.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're definitely aware of. A number of players, and I'm sure they'll be aware of a number of players in our team as well. Just through age group cricket as well, a lot of us played against each other. As, and as you mentioned, the crossover with with cams that uh, we played with with each other as well. So um, yeah, we'll, we definitely know a number of their players, and we'll be looking to see how we can you know use that information to our advantage. I'm sure they'll be doing the same. But yeah, it also means that we we know what we're coming against um, rather than those those teams that you've never seen before, never played against. So we've got a little bit of an inkling there, but yeah nothing to be taken for granted, and we've got to make sure we we turn up on the day and, and perform. It's good to know sort of sense of weaknesses or, or or you know style of play of certain players or you know what what they like to do from a like I say a batting point of view for example, so you can set plans and stuff, yeah because obviously going into teams that don't you don't have that information you kind of got to work it out as you go so definitely a little bit nicer, but um it doesn't necessarily mean anything as well. <laughs>
2: Iron up the final yet, or just uh, are you going to tell me like a media trained footballer you're taking each game as it comes? Look, I think, I think, yeah, it's the final is still a
4: long way off. Like you say, five games might, might not sound a lot, but in the, the grand scheme of things in this competition, we know how tough each round can be, the opponents you come up against, and the level of cricket there is. So, yeah, it's probably that old cliche we need to take each game as it comes, but um, I'm sure that there's probably a half an hour in the next round I don't think we'd probably be looking too far beyond that but yeah we're very much focused on Sunday's game and doing all we can to win that
3: Moving on now to the Cams and Hunts many people's tip for the title Histon suffered their second defeat of the season against Foxton on Saturday Histon reset 193 to win after Lennon Lawrence top scored at 64 however they fell 87 runs short of the target after being skittled for just 105 opener Ed Hyde running out of partners there with 49 not out Foxton's captain, Alex Hooley, described it as their best performance of the season. More from him in just a bit. Elsewhere, Eaton Soken made it six wins in a row after they defended 139 for nine away at Stamford Town, extending their lead at the top to 29 points. Jonathan Carpenter top scoring there was 64. The wickets were shared out amongst the attack as Stamford were bowled out for 72, 64 runs short of their target. Cambridge St. Giles saw off Cambridge by four wickets. They bowled the host outs for hosts out for 149, with Krishna Charrett picking up three wickets at the top of the innings, including two in the first over of the game and one on the first delivery of the entire game. Wisbech Towns, 269 for six, proved too strong for March Town, who fell 159 runs short. Gary Freer with a four for 22 off eight overs in a winning effort there. Well, Ramsey's 165 all-out proved to be enough for a 24-run victory over St. Ives, Town and Warboys. So all those results leave the league table as follows. As we said, Eaton, Sokin are top, Histon are behind them in second, followed by Foxton, Ramsey and March Town. Then we have Wisbech Town, Stanford Town, Cambridge, St. Giles and the bottom two are Cambridge and then St. Ives Town and Warboys. Moving on to Division 2, the week's top score came from Newmarket's Amit Gupta, as his 80 was critical to the side's total of 206 all out. Saffron Walden twos came up 123 runs short in the chase, with Gupta also chipping in with a very handy three for nine. Not a bad day out for him at all. Newmarket are now up to second thanks to that result, while Blunham remained top. In Division 3, Sawston and Baberham twos had the week off, allowing South Hill Park to narrow the gap to top spot to 26 points thanks to a six-wicket win over bottom club AK11. Burwell and Exning twos suffered a three-wicket defeat to Barrett Sports CC, who chased down 194 to move up the third.
2: Thanks, Nathan. Now, we did mention a fantastic win for Foxton on Saturday over Histon in the league. Well, they made it an even better weekend with victory in the National Village Cup on Sunday over Preston Cricket Club in Hertfordshire. They are now through to the National last 16. Here is skipper Alex Hooley
6: we restricted them to just over 150 uh, on sunday which you know in in any knockout competition to chase down any score is tough and you know 150 on a wicket was still doing a bit was always going to be um, not not the most straightforward and obviously we lost Harry early in the chase, but then then Lenny and I really applied ourselves for the remainder of the innings. And we obviously knew there was quite a bit of weather around. So to constitute a game, we needed to get 20 overs of our of our innings in. So it was quite crucial that we were ahead of the rate at all stages. So it kind of became a game within a game, in a sense. But yeah, so it looked comfortable on paper, but they were a reasonably decent side and bowled really, really well. Uh, all, all, all five bowlers. Uh, we had young Dineth open the bowling. He's, he's an offie who's probably never taken a new ball in his life. Um, and in such an important game, he did an amazing job. And then everyone else backed him up. So what I would say is it, they may look like two... Convincing victories, but that was because of our performances, you know, rather than kind of level of opposition, which was good across both days, including on Sunday.
2: So you're into the last 16 of the National Village Cup, you're in the playoffs in your league as well. You'll play your league matches on a Saturday, you'll play your cup matches on a Sunday. How do you go about juggling those two teams? Because obviously, you'll want as strong a stronger team as possible for both competitions, but of course, that then relies on having really good availability. And as we know, some people can only play one game a weekend. So, how do you go about juggling that situation?
6: Yeah, it, it it is it is a difficult one. It, it's it's a double-edged sword, Ollie, really, because the, the longer you stay in the village cup, the more the buzz there is around the club, and actually people want to play cricket. And it's amazing how many guys are willing to turn out two weekends in a row when you're through to this this stage of the tournament. But equally, you know, we've got to be realistic. Like I think all everyone kind of has commitments outside the game um, over the weekend. And, you know, putting two strong sides out for every week for the next six weeks, hopefully, fingers crossed, is is going to be tough. So, you know, th- the good thing for us is we rely a lot on school players and that a lot of their cricket's now finished or finishing. So hopefully with that extra availability, it'll bolster us. Like we really need our second team to start winning games as well. Again, for just, you know, the the, the well-being of the whole club. Look, it, it, it is a tough one, but you'd be amazed with what a winning side and what a winning mentality can do for availability it seems to go hand in hand
2: yeah, So congrats to Foxton, now Cambridgeshire are in action on Sunday their third match in group 3 of the NCCA 50 over trophy and it's away to Lincolnshire, they've won 2 from 2 already 85 runs against Hertfordshire and 90 runs against Suffolk, Cambridgeshire women also in action in the East of England Women's County Championship and they host Buckinghamshire at Exning
3: there's also more university cricket on this week. As Cambridge Uni women take on Oxford in their 50-over varsity down in Wormsley next Monday the 28th, I caught up with Captain Joy Lisney as Cambridge looked to avenge last month's defeat in the T20 clash at Fenners.
1: We're really excited to be playing at Wormsley. It's been, it's been a site of some very sort of important women's games. Australia and England uh played tests there. Um, so yeah, it should be a really good day.
3: Obviously, you guys had the 2020 varsity last month. That one didn't go your way. Mm. How much does that result play on your minds or do you use it as motivation going into this one?
1: Um, I think we were, we were missing a, quite a few key players at that game. Um, so we, we sort of knew it was going to be tough. I think we also learnt uh, where we went wrong. Um, we just let them run away with a few too many boundaries. took a little bit too long to move our fielders out to the boundary. Um, so I think we've sort of learnt a few things, but equally I think the 50 over will really suit us because uh, we've got a really strong, deep bowling attack. Um, so I, I think I think it will be a, a good match for us. We've also beaten Oxford in in Bucks, and we've actually come top of our league in the meantime. So I think we're all feeling pretty confident.
3: Talk to me about that because that came out during the week—the news that you guys had won your Bucks division. Um, obviously, that's a, a big a big you know feather in your cap. How much confidence does that give you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our our Bucks fixtures are thirty overs, so a bit shorter than this. But I think. Um, the fact that we performed really consistently over the season and that we've got the depth in our squad to do that even when our Bucks League, um, it, it's, um, it clashes with our exams, like all the way through exams. So I think we were just really, really pleased to be to have the consistency to to come out on top.
3: That was going to be my next question. Um, pre- preparing for these games during, during exam season, I'm, I think I'm right in saying that most people should be finished. But by and large, has that been detrimental to you guys in your preparation?
1: Yeah, it is quite tough. I mean, I suppose it's the nature of a summer sport, but cricket in particular. Um, the, the sort of upside to it is that we've had the chance to, to see other bowlers, just to mix up the batting order and just give more people you know, a, a chance to show that they have a, have a shout in the, in the squad. I feel like Oxford are probably in a similar position, but I think we're doing everything we can to make sure that the pre- preparation has been done.
3: You mentioned earlier that you were missing some key key names rather for the 2020 game. Who who who's your player to watch? Uh, give me some names. Who are you hoping? Who's in form?
1: Yeah. So um, on the bowling side of things, we've um, we were missing Alicia Maxwell, who's who's an excellent T20 bowler and has bowled really well today in the longer format as well. Um, and she she also absolutely smacks it. So I would expect to see some 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 uh, absolute bombs from her. And then um, Holly Tasker, uh, another another quick seamer. Um, and then our, our sort of star player for the season will have been Emma Jones. She's performed with bat and ball throughout, so we're looking forward to what she can do with the Red Bull.
6: Cambridge 105 Radio.
2: From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. Now, the CCA Cup competitions are well underway, with the Lower Junior Cup last 16 taking place this weekend. And also the last 16 of the T20 Walker Cup have taken place on the weekend just gone. One of the clubs involved in both is Linton Village and joining us now is Guy NU Guy, thanks very much for coming on the show. How are you doing, mate? I'm
5: good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me.
2: No problem at all. How's the, uh, how's the season been going so far? Judging by your progress in the Cups and also your league form, second in uh, in junior one South Carolina pretty well.
5: Yeah, we've had, we've had a good start to the season. I mean, we've, we've lost the one game on the Saturday and tied one, which was quite exciting at Audley end the other week. Uh, but also with the cup, uh, yeah, we we I've always enjoyed playing in those the junior cup, which I've never won, which I'd like to. Uh, and obviously the Walker Cup. Like I just said, get there, try and do things, try and play well, and and the lads are coming up and playing well, which is good.
2: Yes, the, uh, the Walker Cup, isn't it, this weekend, uh, sorry, on the, the weekend just gone, victory over, over Milton. You said you, you, <laughs> you, you never won it. How much would you like to, how much do you enjoy playing in these Cup competitions? Slightly different format, isn't it, to, the, to your, league for, your league format?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's 2020, but we play on Wednesdays in the uh, Haverhill Midweek League. Um, so we're quite used to the 2020 format. So most of the guys, even the younger ones, have been brought up playing it. I've always enjoyed it. So, yeah, I mean, we, we try and put out as strong a stronger side as possible. I mean, the Walker Cup for us is basically uh, something to test ourselves because we're playing against higher league teams. I think, you know, junior, we're probably the lowest ranked team in the t- in the tournament. Um, so I just want to try ourselves out. We've got experience in the side and we go to Needyworth our next round, which we know will be a challenge as, as they're a senior one side. But we'd like to get to the finals day. It's always a good
2: day out. Yeah, it's, it's lower junior cup uh, T20 as well. Yes,
5: it is, yes. So, yeah. I think our second
2: team we are looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, i say, because obviously being a second team myself, we don't generally get to play too much T20 cricket. Obviously, uh, play midweek in the week, and um, playing at Parker's match, which is always nice. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's nice for the lads to, to sort of free their arms a bit and then play a bit of T20 cricket. Do you think we should play more T20 cricket as a as clubs all throughout the sort of the Camps and Hunts Premier League. Do you think maybe perhaps we could introduce a, a group stage maybe to one of these competitions to ensure that you're playing at least three or four T20 games a season without being knocked out straight away?
5: Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, to say, uh, I've been playing in the midweek league um, for, since I started in the 80s, so I'm really showing my age now because uh, I played in the Business Houses League, Federation League when I was at NCI um, on Parker's Piece. And since I've moved out to Linton, I've played in the uh, the Havel Midweek League, which has been running since the 80s and seems forever. And I love the game. And yeah, I think we should try and if we get the other thing is to get people to play the midweek, maybe maybe have them as a midweek competition in local areas, and then you go to the knockout stage. You say maybe in the last sixteen, it's a question of when and getting people available. I mean, midweeks always good i mean i think saturday you know 6 30 start restricted run-ups is always going to be a good option
3: hi guy I had a look through your scorecards there one result that sticks out from the league from a few weeks ago is that tie you had with Audley end not not often you see that talk us through that what happened there
5: yeah well it's, it's it was, we played him the week before or the, yeah we played him the week saturday before the saturday before sorry two weeks before that and we chased down 191 at home and we we hadn't really started very well um, in both those games Uh, and both times we kind of, and before that we've been getting ourselves out of trouble. This time we kept just losing wickets at the wrong time. You know, two Oh one was probably, yeah. Get a very gettable target. I mean, I think uh, Sam Hawley got a very good 70 and then everybody else kind of chipped in. I mean, Luke must, you know, he's been getting quite a few runs this year at six and, and, winning us games and this time he just held out and then the last over I mean I was out umpire at the time um you know two balls tied game two balls to go and unfortunately Connor will hate me for saying this he picked out (laughs) long on (laughs) Uh, he just picked him out um you know anywhere and that was the game was done so we 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 lost four points uh, so shrug our shoulders and walk away uh, i mean it was cracking game cricket uh, a very a lovely setting one of my old clubs so a uh, beautiful place wicket was really good there as well so uh, cracking days cricket
2: thanks for for listening conor He's now turned off the radio <laughs>
5: Probably, yeah he's going to it's going to hit me tomorrow
2: <laughs> and also guy as i said touch on the fact that your second team are in the the lower junior cup Last 16 as well. First team, second to Takeley in a junior one South. How have you sort of found balancing those two teams this year? Judging by results, clearly it's been okay for you.
5: Yeah, it's it's been okay. I mean, we we did try and recruit a few players this year. Uh, Unfortunately, one, Aaron Spillart, ruptured his Achilles first game of the season. Uh, And the seconds have lost their fast mole and Luke Murray to a broken arm. But we've tried to balance it. it's been. We've had a couple of injuries. Don't go now. to
2: Linton. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, poor old uh, Spills. Yeah, I mean, first game of the season, he does that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we've, we've got the, the second team, we've kind of almost kind of tried to make sure we could get them up. Uh, they've been in Division 4, you know, the thirds are in Division 5. We need them closer to us. You yeah, know, the first team's a bit stronger this year we're doing well, both teams are doing well and that, as you said, I think someone said earlier, I think it was Alex earlier, said, when, you got, when you're winning, it's, it's that people want to play yeah. and, and, I think, and I think, you know, the club's been a little bit devoid of success in the last few years and uh, and it's good that we're winning games and being successful. Um, I mean, the Cups, as I said, they're, they're important because I think it gives you something to look forward to whatever happens in the league. I mean, we've had good league form, that... May change. I hope it doesn't, but we we want to be there fighting for promotion at the end of the season. Both teams, and I'd like to be in a final um, personally. And I think everybody loves a, a finals day. I um, mean, I've played in the lower junior cup final for my previous club, so so son, and it's been a great day out. You know, when he Luke was playing for Abington he won it two years on the trot. So, it it's one of those things that you like to be there. You want to be there. And success pre success. You know why not enter cups? Um, I think these these days a lot of teams don't. I mean, I, I, you, you say and I don't think you do. And twenty twenty, and it, it's a great laugh. It's a really good laugh.
2: Yeah, we did actually enter the Walker Cup this year, um, but yeah, I think yeah. yeah, we had a we had a cams under tens or twelves game double booked on a, on our ground, yeah, and right. uh, <laughs> our groundsman was fantastic, but made a little bit of a hiccup. So we we uh, we. Forfeited the the cup match, and I think Barrington went through. I, I think it's great to be fair, guy, that you have entered as many cups as, as probably you possibly can, and um, yeah, I think it's great that, you, that that you're really keen on playing cricket Saturday, Sunday, all throughout the season. And to be honest, yeah, I would like it if uh, if we at Bluntie did it, put forward our sides for as many cup competitions as possible, because you know this isn't us trying to get one over on yourself. But even that year when we played you guys in the semi final, and then went on to play Coton in the final, I think a couple of years ago it really helped boost the both morale of the club I and mean, we were winning it helps um, but also helped our league form as well both uh, sides in the ones and twos got promoted that year as well so I think it really can help and it's just great to see you guys entering as many many cups as possible before we move on to your big question though Guy um, mm-hmm. am I right in saying that you're you were or still are sponsored by the famous music band music band what sort of term is that the f- famous uh, famous band Scouting for Girls is that right
5: that is correct. We are still sponsored wow. by them. Uh, we are very, not luckily to have, and I can't mention his name because he won't let me. Uh, uh, <laughs> but one of our players, uh, is their manager. Oh. So
2: <laughs> there's the connection. So that's how
5: there's the connection. Um, so yeah, you know, we we we've we've made a a choice last season, funnily enough, or the, before COVID, that we needed to raise some money. We we they were one of the people that kindly came forward with. Uh, not great amounts, but enough to to support the club and allow us to buy some new equipment and and support the the, the club
2: in in any way possible. Are they on your um, shirts, then, guy?
5: Yeah, they're on the collars. Oh, they're on nice. the collars. That they're it. So we, we look look some some of the because sh- our main sponsor is the local pub, the Dog and Duck. I'll have okay, yeah. uh, standard, standard, yeah, <laughs> standard, standard, local, local yeah. pub, yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, Huttie, uh Modest, uh, Cambridge Physio therapy i think they God, they're, all getting a plug. they're all getting a plug oh yeah they're all getting a plug today so um, i was
2: thinking you were going to say that roy stride the lead singer for scouting for girls is your opening battle or something that was the connection no no there.
5: no he did as i think before he did try and, and send a message that he was going to try and come to a midweek game uh really to play oh, yeah, wow. yeah but, let us know uh, and we'll be there uh, <laughs> yeah well we we'd really wanted to tell him we're hoping at the end of season do one year he might turn up with the whole band You that's a know. good
2: point that's a good point that'd be some <laughs> do that would <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, we 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 tried to make the effort with the sponsors. Uh, we have tried to open social, med- social media. I mean, what Sawston do and other clubs now. We try to get everything out there and support support, support the boys that give us a little bit of money. You know, it's, it keeps us going. We're not a, a rich club. We we ha- we have kind of the parish council really do help us out with grants and support as well. So and when we we we've nest now just taken on the second ground for our third team. We now. Western Coble, unfortunately, folded what four years ago. Uh, we took their ground on this year. Uh, so we're actually maintaining two two pitches now. That does take a lot of money and a lot of time, unfortunately. But it's worth it.
2: Well, all the best for the lower junior cup last 16 match this weekend against Milton. It's uh, funnily enough, you played Milton yeah, funny, in the T20 World Cup on Sunday. you got the twos are playing them in the lower junior cup. So all the best for that. And also your future endeavours in the league and the Cup, I'm Sure, we'll, we'll chat again before the end of the season. Let's move on to your onto your big question. And uh, this week, Guy, you ask, how do we encourage retiring local cricketers to stay in the game? Now, we had a chat about this in the week, and you suggested to me something like coaching and, and umpiring. Do you have Do you have a, a view on your own question?
5: Uh yeah. Well, I think I said you know, it, I think it's very difficult. I mean, I I am umpiring to get people to actually leave cricket or it's very easy you, you you need some way of encouraging umpires or people to come to umpire and do coaching usually you go to coaching because you're someplace that's what happened to me earlier Umpiring is a different thing and i think maybe i mean when i did the course there's lots of people there that are not umpiring now as far as i remember you know i don't see them on the circuit doing their umpiring i only do sundays because i still play I think we need to try and encourage guys to do it. I mean, I'm not quite sure. Maybe taster sessions, helping them out in some way to do a a very simple course. Cut out a bit of the red tape. You know, we're trying to get experienced cricketers. They're always going to make the better umpires. Why do first-class cricketers only make first-class umpires? Let's, Let's just get these people, guys, that finish cricket. They don't have to do it. If there's lots of them, they don't have to do it every week then. It's just trying to encourage it in some way. I mean, I'm not an expert, but maybe a taster session, helping people out, making it easier. There is a lot of red tape in cricket. Once you leave, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, you mentioned that red tape. I mean, this is something I'm not too familiar, sort of, topic with. But sort of listening to to guys who've who've sort of been offered these. Uh, opportunities at, at my club, at Bluntersham, it's often people come back and say, oh, yeah, but it's a bit of a rig roll. To... Oh, it's a bit of a challenge. And it, it's sort of huffing and puff. It's quite tough to actually to get through these these courses, which sort of sounds a bit like what, what you're saying.
5: Yeah, I mean, the, the umpire's one isn't too bad. It's two it's Sundays, but it is still two Sundays. Uh, all right, you have to do your, your DRB check, which is standard these days. That's nothing. That's just all done online. But it's just two days. Maybe make it shorter, briefer. We're talking to guys that know a little about cricket. The coaching side of it, seriously, I mean, I, I did mine in 2005. I was one of the pilot scheme. Uh, and obviously I did it from Linton and a lot of the team, thankfully a lot of the guys, the, the young the boys, the, the young lads they were then, and now 25, and they're playing for our team. You know, my son and Eddie Jennings and people like that. It And Connor, he's another one that came from the system. But the, there's more red tape. You have to do more courses. It's you know it's five or six weeks of having a whole Sunday just to get qualified. Try and make you know we, we struggle as a club. You know we haven't got a cult section anymore because we can't get people to help run teams. Not because we can't get the players. We can't no. get the people to coach.
2: Exactly the same of us, guy at Blanty. Nathan, you've got some thoughts on this. Yeah, well it's just interesting. I
3: I'm really intrigued by what you guys were talking about earlier with the T20 stuff. I mean. People my age, like a lot of my friends, who I see leaving the game, is just because they just, you know, in their early twenties, they can't be bothered giving up on an entire Saturday, if not more, every weekend. So I was really interested by what you guys were talking about bringing maybe maybe more of the T20 stuff in, because I think it's important to remember that you know a lot of guys retire from club cricket quite young as well, and maybe the younger generation might be might be you know more up for playing more of the short format stuff.
2: Guy, we discussed this, didn't we, earlier Earlier via via text? What's your thoughts on on that? So, introducing T20 a bit more regularly into the calendar?
5: I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's possibly a way forward. I mean, the thing is, I, I know, like like my son, and, and like their 20s, they're early 20s, and a lot of people go play club cricket, and they're, they're quite happy travelling. Once you get a family, it becomes more difficult. I mean, personally, myself, um, when my son you know, Luke was born, I didn't. I, I dropped out of the, the top level cricket and just came to play for Linton, which was great because we were a successful side. All my friends were here from Audley End, so it was it was great. But I didn't have to do the travelling. Saturdays I always think is you know if you want to play, it, but why not have a Sundays or a midweek competition where young it keeps them interested and keeps people playing. Hmm. It seems that I mean. Yeah, you know, people people love T Twenty. I mean, I'm a bit of a cricket purist, and I suppose <laughs> it's quite a lot. <laughs> quite a lot. I mean, I love my Test matches. I love I love one day stuff. I love the the Saturday. I mean, 40, 50 overs. I find a little bit <laughs> hard work, especially you know a couple of three years ago playing for Shelford doing fifty overs and wides and all that. No, no, I, I, I couldn't handle that anymore. Mm. But it, you, you need to try and fit it into everybody's needs.
2: Yeah, there, sometimes. A, a, yeah, there are so many so many different aspects and sort of branches to this debate. And also, like you say, Guy, you've got to try and fit into what every single person wants. And generally, people will want lots of different things as well. How long are we sort of talking, is it, for someone to go from, I finished playing this year, I can be an umpire next year, and what sort of level?
5: So, with, with the, the, the course they run, I mean, it is a level one course. It was two Sunday mornings. They run the course, so there's... Uh, and Wiles the, the the training supremo on that, and you you go through it and it's a video based thing. I mean, I imagine this year it's all gone online. I would, I did it before COVID, so it's all online. You do an onla- it's online courses you can look at, and then once you've you've done those courses, basically, and you've got your DRB, you can go. They will start offering you games. I mean, I I was lucky enough the first year. I was only doing Sundays, and I did a low junior cup semi-final, see some invitation cup games, and you'll probably be at that kind of level and then monitored by certain players. You you have to do like six games in a season to, to kind of get a grade. If you enjoy it, then you can then move up. I'm doing my, actually doing my first Whiting game on, on Saturday. I'm oh. doing a salton. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think there's more paperwork involved. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm with, Doing Saulston Babraham Twos uh, against Alton Park,
2: I believe. So, and if you don't mind um, me asking, guy, how much do, would you get as a fee for, for for umpiring on the weekend? Is it is it enough for you to give up your whole Saturday effectively?
5: I, I, I mean, I think if you're not travelling long distances now, that so at the moment, so I'm, I live in Linton to Saulston, the the fee is sufficient. It varies then to what level you do. If I was going to somewhere, which I could in Whiting, say, I don't know, Stanford, there you go, that's probably the longest trip I could have, I'm not quite sure because it's 50 overs, 100 overs, you're doing an hour a day, an hour travel, an hour back, that's a long day for the fee they're, they're, they're charging for that.
2: And it goes back to what we were saying with with Nathan earlier around um, around T20 as well, around how we keep some players in the game as well. And and, and you mentioned as well when we spoke in the week around about the distances travelling for players in in leagues as well. Nathan, just want to get your thoughts on on perhaps some of these distances. I think um, Guy will probably better tell me what division it is but in one of the divisions i think ramsey senior three twos have yeah. to travel to takeley which is an hour and a half journey really and that's um and that's probably with, with decent traffic as well so would it make sense if Cambridgeshire had more local divisions i think last year when covid hit we had a, a real sort of real local divisions because they split the number of games because you're only playing four or five anyway well i think it depends on who you've got on your team
3: doesn't it i mean you know as a student I can't travel hours and hours on end to get to games I've got to be you know pretty much every week I've got to be you know go go cap in hand and asking for lifts from people and obviously you know during COVID you know are you supposed to be in the same car as people that type of thing so you know I can certainly understand why during COVID they they did the more local leagues and from the point of view maybe from my point of view and other people like me who don't have a car can't afford one yet I mean it would certainly
2: that type of thing does make sense, doesn't it? But even if you had a car, just spending an hour day. and a half traveling. But just the, the the time, I guess. Do you want to be leaving the house at ten o'clock in the morning and getting back at say eight nine? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean we all love cricket, but do we love it that much? I mean, that's a that's, so that's a long I'll day. Go back
5: to my example. I mean, two three years ago now, keep myself and Luke were applying for Great Shelford. Now that was the year of Great Shelford's from, you know fall down the leagues. I mean, six weeks on the trot. We were going to Stanford, Caster, Blunham. I mean, for us, it's you know, yeah. it added for a twelve thirty start. We were leaving at ten. All right, we were getting back early because we were getting absolutely annihilated. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, it looked, if it had yeah, got there's <laughs> yeah. not the point. But it still had to go that distance. So if it did go the distance, so you start at twelve thirty, the game doesn't finish till six thirty seven o'clock. In on a good day, you stay. we I'm I'm one of the social cricketers, so I always like to talk to the opposition, talk to the umpires, because I always like to give them my opinion. I'm sure they will want the players will give them my opinion on Saturday. At the end of it, then you drive back and it's nine o'clock, nine thirty before you're getting back to your own house or pub before you can have a, a relax. At the top, as I say, I think if you did the top league like that, you know that the premier cricketers are all, you know, they want to do it with Nathan. A student's got no car. I mean, my son hasn't got a car either. If he, he decides to go off and play better cricket, how's he going to do it with the amount of travelling that's involved?
2: Mm, it's something to to think about and something I'm sure that will be uh, continually talked about throughout the pavilions across the weekend. Guy, thanks so much for your time this evening.
5: No, no problem. Thank you very much. I'm happy to speak to you. <laughs>
2: So that's all we've got time for on this week's podcast. Thank you very much for downloading. If you wouldn't mind, very much appreciate it. If you could uh, comment, like it, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, I believe, and also just make sure you add the Cambridge 105 Radio website to your favourite somewhere as well. Nathan and I will be back next week, Tuesday at 6 o'clock, every Tuesday at 6 until the summer is out. I hope you enjoyed this week's pod and stay tuned again for another episode next week. You can also catch all the latest from the local cricket scene at FTP Cricket 105 on Twitter and Facebook. Until next week, stay safe and well. Bye-bye.